if we're climbing a mountain and we're all trying to get to the top, like sometimes I'm going to climb with people that I, I start the journey with and I'm going to make it all the way to the top with some and some are going to stop along the way and I'm going to re-meet them along the way. I'm going to meet new people along the climb. Um, some people are going to fall off the mountain and I never even knew where they went, but I just get to be okay with that. I get to, this is my journey I get to climb and I get to have full faith and trust in the universe that everything is going to be, everything's going to show up exactly when I need it and I don't have to understand the process. I just get to trust it. Welcome to a new episode of My Generation with Ines. The podcast that challenges different perspectives on different topics and brings one that my generation would love to hear. So hello and welcome everyone to this uh, new episode of My Generation with Ines. I am very happy today that I have with me a very special guest, someone that during my uh, exploration of uh, growth, understanding more myself, crossed my way and for sure it happened for a reason and today we are connecting through this, ep- uh, through this podcast, she's amazing. She is Braille Rachel Jones, and she's a fit and soul entrepreneur. She has an incredible story as she went from a broke bartender to a change maker, helping people all over the world go through a self-transformation that she also herself went through, and she will share with us her story with us. And she also walked her way through adversity, whether changed her own lifestyle, started her business with a lot of resilience and many lessons that we are looking forward to hear from her. Welcome, Brer, to the show. I'm very happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here. What an honor. Uh, so excited for whatever we're about to discover and share and uncover together. So it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much. All right, so um, like we were talking offline a bit, uh, we, w- we would love to get to know you. Um, so especially like when I go through your Instagram, the first thing that captured my attention was that like pitch line of yours, which is from a, bar- from a broke bartender, transforming people's life. Uh, how was that? Can you like a bit develop, give us a, big, a bit of a background story? Uh, how was Blair before the transformation then we'll talk a bit about transformation then how you're doing to keep that consistent so how how was your life before oh my gosh I feel like that's such a such a broad question but to give you a snapshot of kind of where you know at at, I feel like at 22 23 Mm -hmm. I hit my version of rock bottom um, you know, my identity was sports my whole life. That was done. Um, I went to college to play sports and then now that's done. And uh, I didn't really know who I was. And now I'm walking into this world and have all these student loans and no clear direction of where I want to go with my life. Um, and I fell into a lifestyle that was very familiar to me. So Uh, I grew up in a home where drugs and alcohol and violence was very prevalent. Uh, And so just being on my own, it's very quickly where I found myself at at 23. And I woke up one day and I just looked in the mirror and it was after a night of partying. um, And I just, I didn't recognize myself anymore. My body, I had gained over 40 pounds. Um, I had been, like I said, an athlete my whole life. And then now I'm, I'm 40 pounds overweight. Um, it's a Thursday morning and I'm hungover. Uh, woke up at a friend's house on the couch. And I just was so, so like down on myself. I was like, I'm 23. And, and is this what it's going to be like for the rest of my life? Um, and in that moment, it was like the awakening that I had. I said, I can keep going and keep doing what I've been doing, mm-hmm. or I can do something different. So I made a choice and I was like, if there's, I know I can't control a lot, but what I can control is my health. So I started with my, my own health, um, really got into great shape. I felt really good about myself. And while I was bartending, all these people just started noticing like, why do you look so happy? Why do you look so good? What's there's something different about you. And people just kept asking me and 
I didn't realize how many people also were feeling as crappy as I once did. And so many people were looking for something different, but didn't know who to ask or where to go or what to believe. Like there's so much out there now that it's like, you have so many options. You go on Instagram and it's like, there's 9,000 million fitness influencers. There's 1 million infomercials. Uh, and it's like, what, 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 is, what works? It all works, right? I, I believe that there's so many things that work and it's like what works for me and, and what can work for others. And I think what I have found is people just really look for someone they can relate to and someone they can trust and just someone to be there in the journey with them. Uh, so it's kind of what led me here. I just decided this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to support people physically, financially, whatever way I can serve them to the best of my ability and my ups and downs along the way and, and whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, I want to dig a bit deeper into that, uh, what we call like rock bottom. Um, when you like say that, that on a morning, look to yourself to your mirror and you did not recognize that. How, like the first steps to change that narrative of yours, how was it? How was the process? What are the doubts that went there? Did you face certain days where you um, try to stop? Did you stop for a while and came back? What helped you to move on and move forward? Okay, so we'll paint the picture of what rock bottom looks like. Um, and I was just, uh, like I said, I, I used two things to mask pain and one was food and, and one was drugs and alcohol. So to me, I, I just kept numbing. I kept avoiding what, what, what I was really unhappy about. And that was, you know, not knowing who I was, not knowing what I believed in, not knowing what I wanted. I felt like I had no sense of direction. Like I, I, I didn't want to wake up and go to a nine to five job. I didn't want to Tell, have someone tell me what to do with my time and my money. And I was like, okay, great. But what am I supposed to do with all that? And I was like, well, it looks like the majority of the world does that. And so I guess that that's just what, that's just what the stars wrote for me. I didn't think that there was another, another choice. And, and again, the people I was around, they want you to stay in that container of like we party all the time this is what we do this is where the fun is like you know you you wake up you sober up and you go back to the bar and um the more and more that I thought I was happy the more and more unhappy I became because I would just mask it and mask it and 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 put on a face like I was okay and I didn't even know internally what was necessarily wrong, but now I know it's just, I was so, I was just so lost. I just felt like floating and confused and didn't know that, that I had an outlet or had other choices, um, just because of the influence I was, I was around. And then, um, I had found somebody who, um, who I knew in, um, prior. So I met him when I was in, when I was going to college and he had just came out of that journey. He had lost 40 pounds. He looked amazing. And I just called him up one day and I was like, man, what are you doing? He's like, you know what, Blair, there's so many times that, you know, we look for a magic pill or we, we, we think that just going to the gym, this is what's going to happen. He goes, but it's a lifestyle change. I was like, I don't even know what that means. And so he was kind of the teacher and I was the student and I was humble enough to, to be led and go, okay, I don't know a lot. And he really just walked me through this, this journey to, you know, a, a different life. So it's like, what I realized in that moment is I feel like, you know, looking back, I had so many teachers in my life. I just wasn't ready to be a student. I had so many options in my life, but I just wasn't ready to take them. And there's this, so this interesting story, and I don't know why, I, where it came from or why I always remember it, but I heard this story once when um, this little boy went over to a farmer's house and he was talking to the farmer and he kept getting distracted because there was this dog on the porch and the dog kept whining and whining and whining. 
The little boy asked the farmer, he said, why does the dog keep whining? The farmer said, well, he's laying on a nail. And the little boy goes, well, why don't you move him? And he goes, well, when the dog hurts bad enough, he'll move. And I was like, my whole life changed. I was like, I, I hurt bad enough or I was fed up to my, I hit my limit that I was ready to change. That's, that's very interesting because um, I was watching recently a um, documentary uh, by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, and one of the things he said that why people should make a change from a place of pain and start not and start instead making a change from a place of also happiness and i think even in the stories that i met or read about like a lot of people like they hit rock bottom they hit that painful moment and then that's where you they make a choice either like they get up and really um grow exponentially let's say or um stay there or even go even backwards what you're doing at least is helping people also change from a place of happiness and not only uh, deep pain as well one of the things that I wanted to let go going back to you say that there were a couple of people surrounding you that you know were draining you uh, and draining your energy and want you to stay the way you are and not change forward how was the process of letting go because to create a new you you have to also let go of the old you uh, with the good and the bad stuff like people today um in a conversation with a friend, we were talking about letting go. He said, um, we should learn also to let go the good and the, and the bad stuff in order to create a completely new person and not only just focus on letting go the bad stuff. Um, how was it for you, the letting go process of the old Blair? Yeah, so, so interesting. So I feel like, you know, I also heard once you, people change for two, out of two reasons, out of inspiration or desperation. Well, when I look back at my life, I was desperate for something different and I was inspired by somebody who had that. And I, um, I want to say in the beginning when I was so inspired, it was like I was just ignorant to everything else. I was ignorant to people not wanting to hang out with me anymore. I was ignorant to like people didn't call me to go to the bar anymore. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was just like, okay with that. I was like, okay, we're just in different spaces. And then I also remember that I, I wasn't okay with that. Like, why don't they want to be my friend? Or why why is why I felt like I was missing out? Or why why can't we still have a friendship if it doesn't rely on the things that we used to do? It's like, well, we don't have a lot in common anymore. It's like why do we why do we connect with other people? It's because we have there's relatability. And I had to say, if I picture the best version of myself, what does that look like? And every day I would just keep asking myself, is this helping me get closer to or further away where I'm headed? Mm-hmm. And some days it sucked. Like it was hurtful. You know, I was sad. Like I, I, I lost 90% of my, you know, what I thought at that point was my, was my friends. And it's like, you know, for, if we're climbing a mountain, and we're all trying to get to the top. Like sometimes I'm going to climb with people that I, I start the journey with and I'm going to make it all the way to the top with some and some are going to stop along the way and I'm going to re-meet them along the way. I'm going to meet new people along the climb. Um, some people are going to fall off the mountain and I never even knew where they went, but I just get to be okay with that. I get to, this is my journey. I get to climb and I get to have full faith and trust in the universe that everything is going to be, everything's going to show up exactly when I need it. And I don't have to understand the process. I just get to trust it. I might not understand why I just get to rely. It's like, you know, fearless faith or just unwavering faith that it's, it's going to work out. And it doesn't mean it doesn't suck or it's not shitty. Yeah. Um, this means that I, I'm going to be rooted in that outside of my emotions. Mm-hmm. Did you try at a certain point um, when you were realizing that you're changing, you're, you're growing and going on your diff- own path, did you try to um, like push other people with you like on the journey? Like uh, um, there, is, there, is, there is a great side, there is growth, there is... Uh, 
amazing things and opportunities out there and you realized so did you first try that and then if you did um did you give up because maybe you realized that people have their own journeys and their own timelines and how was that affecting you like did it drain your energy or was it inspiring for them yeah so i think for for the people that meant the most to me i was really attached to you know creating change in their life too uh and i didn't get it i didn't understand why don't you want this too how come you can't see this this is an option i i don't understand why you can't see this is available yeah and so it was it was really confusing cuz i didn't know at the time that everybody like those are that's their lesson to learn and when it hurts bad enough for them or they're inspired enough then they're going to make a shift but right now that's not where they are i didn't have those tools yet i didn't i didn't understand that they're on their own journey i'm on my own journey and i just get to love them wherever they're at so i became so committed to being the example and i became so committed to being um like to inspire myself but then like i wanted to show people what was possible i was like hey well if they're not going to listen i'm just going to show them over and over and over again and i'm going to be so committed that in one year when they call me again or when they see me again they're going to go oh you're you're still in that fitness thing or you're still living this new lifestyle or oh my god you know whatever and i was like yep i am and I, you know in my head i'm like are you still doing you know still the same bar stool you were at 2 years ago that was you know but i i just wanted to i i wanted to just be the beacon or i wanted to be what possibility i wanted to be the light and if they choose to follow it great and if they don't you know i just send them love and light and and believe that when it's their time they'll find it and whoever is the person to be their beacon of light that they they're open to saying yes when it comes their time yeah and how do you keep yourself inspired nowadays Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I'm really, I'm really committed to knowing, like, I really believe in the daily disciplines accumulate over time. Mm-hmm. That every single day, it's, I'm, I'm 1% better, that I'm growing in whatever fashion that is whether it's learning something new whether it's trying something new whether it's talking to somebody new but it's like i'm such i'm i'm a student so much because it's like the more that i grow the more i realize i don't know a lot of things because <laughs> there's so much out there so to just to remain just to remain a constant student and then to know where i want to be in 3 5 10 years and being really unattached if if the trajectory changes and being unattached of what it looks like to get there but i'm going to do my part and and have faith that the universe is going to do the rest and that the universe is going to support and guide me wherever i'm meant to be even if i don't agree or i understand or know why um but really coming like when things come up it's like why did this happen or what is this teaching me or what can i learn from this so it's just being grounded in that and i would say also like being really like not comparing my journey to anybody else's yeah it's like i can be inspired by others and learn from others and i also don't get to compare or get down on myself where i am or with somebody else's cuz we're we not we're not here to learn the same lessons mhm yeah and something interesting you say is that you try to uh let's say detach yourself and i think that's um when someone reaches a certain stage of like detachment that's a lot of liberation but also it's a process because you're never 100% detached because you keep on living every right. single day so um how do you train yourself your mind your body on detachment like it's also it's something that i'm also learning this year a lot um how would the, like daily practices maybe anyone who's listening trying to achieve that too um what what can he do or or at least learn from your own experience so i really practice it's called high involvement low attachment mm-hmm. so what does 
set a goal or whatever it is or whatever this thing that I want to achieve or, or become or do or feel, experience, whatever, it's I'm going to do everything that I know how to do in the place that I am right now that I'm highly involved in getting closer to that, achieving that, learning more about that, whatever it is. And whatever the outcome is, then it's like, I'm great with that because that's exactly what was supposed to happen. What I used to think is that I wasn't supposed to have emotions around the low attachment. Mm. You can have trust and still be sad. Things cannot pan out and can be really upset. Because those are my feelings. It's like, it doesn't, even though that I'm, um, upset or just because I'm upset about it doesn't mean I don't trust that that was meant to happen. It's like, okay, I, I get that. I consciously get that. I emotionally am, I am making peace with it. And it's like, it's a process. I process through it. So like, for example, um, my husband and I are moving and we purchase, or we were purchasing a house and things got really complicated because of the pandemic and because of COVID and all of a sudden as it became closer and closer that we were supposed to close on this house then it's a potential we might not get it because of things that are happening outside of our control yeah and so we we came together we got really present we're gonna go we're gonna do everything that we know how to do use all the tools all the resources to get this house and if we don't if it doesn't happen Mm -hmm we get to be okay with that and know that this house isn't meant for us. Yeah. Lo and behold, we, we did everything possible. We called in everyone we knew we did everything and it fell through Mm. and I cried and he was upset and we were emotional. And then finally, after I got all my tears out, like a little kid throwing a temper tantrum, Mm I was like, okay, I trust in the universe that that wasn't meant for us. And now that all of my emotions are cleared. I can think clearly. And now we can create steps moving forward. Yeah, that's nice. Beautiful. Um, you know, it's people have like different situations. I kind of had that when it comes to uh, when I finished my internship and I was going to employment and I was like applying, doing my best, getting rejections, you know. Um, and then when I just was doing my best, I said, okay, what do I need? Maybe I need to make a website. Okay, I'll do my own website. I didn't know how to make it the website. So I learned, etc. cetera. Uh, and I pushed myself. Then it, many things got rejected. And then when I just let go and went back home, that's when I got like a new proposal. Uh, all of a sudden, like, it, it, you know, it, it just happened when I let it go. But I always questioned myself because whatever you strive for will come for you. Like you, you will get it. If it doesn't happen, in your own words, like it's not meant to be, but how do you know that you've done the work? How do you know that you've tried enough, um, that you didn't really give up for something you, you want? Like, how do you know that you actually used all the tools? Wow. That's such a great question. I mean, like, do we ever really know? Like, you know, like I think it's like you, you laid your head down at night and you go, I did everything possible that I knew how to do at this point in my life. And if that's not enough, that means that if it's not the outcome I want, it's not yet the outcome, right? So it's like, this isn't, it's not that I didn't want the house. It's like, well, what if there's something better on the way? And people would say that. And I was so annoyed. And I was like, shut up. That's easy for you to say. You didn't just lose a house. Right. But I was like, if it, if it doesn't end the way I want, it's not the end. So I was like, okay, I'm still on the journey of looking for the house, our, our current forever home, whatever that looks like. Or for you, it's like I'm pursuing a career and it looks like all the doors quote unquote ended or closed. It's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I needed to get your attention enough so I could reroute you Blair, or I could reroute the directory you're going. And what I really learned is by allowing me to process through the emotions. So when you went home, it's like you surrender and let go. Like to me, I usually like cry. It's like how I release it. Um, That I'm not bringing this old energy into a new space. I'm not bringing this like resentment or like fear to go after it again. Cause it's like, I let that go. This is a new moment now. Like, 
I'm going to be highly involved into something else. And I'm going to trust that it's going to pan out the way that it's supposed to. But it like being unattached, I've learned in my experience for me does not necessarily mean that I don't get to have emotions. Cause that's what I thought before. It's like, when you're unattached, it's like, it shouldn't bother you. It's like, well, you still get to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't have to carry it with you. If it's not the quote unquote outcome that you thought was the one that you wanted. Like, cause it's not about me. It's what's here that I get to learn and discover that is for me, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Like everything works for me or for you or for every one of us. Um, awesome. Uh, so I wanted now to like shift a bit the conversation towards uh, what do you do, uh, which is like a, a fit a coach. And I like how you describe it. You're also, you say you're a soul uh, coach. Like it's not only about uh, the fitness, the physical side of it. Um, so like we were talking a bit offline, you mentioned a lot in your uh, captions and when you like, you actually write, you know, you know, I like that. Like uh, when you post on Instagram, you just, just post a nice picture. You actually uh, take the time to write a, like a long caption, explain the background story. And I really appreciate that. Uh, so you were, you were mentioning a lot about like this feminine masculine energy and how you embrace your feminine energy. And I actually got to discover this like this year too, like, the meaning of it, how masculine is about like hard work and like uh, execution, etc. Feminine is like fertility, compassion, uh, and how we numb sometimes, maybe also mainly as women in order like to be tough, powerful, you know, take jobs as CEOs, da da da. Uh, we numb this feminine energy. So how was the journey for you to first discover that and embrace it too? Oh my gosh, yes. Um there and so like I said I was in this process of this house and it was like it was an interesting journey because we had uprooted from our home in California and came to Texas where we currently are mm-hmm. and we were staying at Airbnb waiting to close on this on this house like we had left everything sold the house packed our stuff up it's in storage like we're just waiting to move in and then it didn't happen yeah and so it's like we we're kind of like oh crap, now what? Like everything just got shifted. And I remember one of my friends calling me and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm great. It's no problem. Like I totally understand. Like I'm saying all the things I'm supposed to say. And finally she's like, Blair, just because you can handle everything that's coming at you doesn't mean you always want to. Like in this moment, it's okay that you feel a certain way and I know you're going to be fine, but it's okay to feel it. And I was, you know, start crying. I feel like I'm telling all the times I cried, but, um, and I, I think that was the first time that it was like my masculine feels like it needs to show up and I need to protect. And this is my image outside and I can handle it. No matter what comes at me, I got this. Mm. And then there's part of me that it's just like, but I'm denying so many things within me that also I feel like it's like I'm neglecting or avoiding. And it's like, just because I'm playful doesn't mean I'm not powerful just because um, I'm sexy. And I, I like to do things that bring out my sexuality doesn't mean that I can't run a business and don't know what I'm talking about or, or, or I'm not knowledgeable and, extremely skilled in my field. So it's like, it's the understanding that it's a dance between them both mm-hmm. and that it's that they both get to play because they're both living within me. So it's a polarity. So if I'm in, if I'm in a space too long and I'm in work mode too much, it's like, I feel like there's other areas of my life that get neglected, like fun and joy and laughter and then if I'm too much in the fun and joy and laughter, it's like, okay, well, we need to get some stuff done over here. Mm. So it's like, how do I, how do I let them play? My husband calls it the waves of the ocean. He's like, it's just this dance between, you know, the tides coming in and out. And he's like, the tide doesn't just go out and not come back in. Now I was like, okay, great. And then it's like, and for a split second, there's potentially balance. 
And then you kind of go into one arena and then maybe there's a place and there's a balance. And it's like, I'm not obsessed about the balance. I just am obsessed that they're both present when they feel called to be. And that one doesn't get more attention than the other. Mm, yeah. And um, regarding like the, uh, what you were saying regarding like being powerful and strong and having that side of you, uh, we were talking offline a bit like how also being strong is also is also feminine like being uh, wanting to have uh, muscles is also feminine for women because there is like this look of like mm, I think it depends on the on societies uh, with different degrees of course but it's still overall like um, perceived as not feminine although we have women like doing uh, whether judo or individual sports etc uh, and like championships etc but it's kind of overlooked, like I said, depending on the society, strong degrees, I would say. Um, what do you want to say, like, regarding this, like, uh, to these people that think like this, or if you have any message being someone that is in that industry for females? Oh, my gosh. It's also a great question. Two things came up for me when you're asking the question. It's like, I kind of think of of this I mean what what I mean what is the ideal feminine figure mm -hmm. I think what ideal is you you finding out you discovering that for yourself like this is what makes me feel good this is how I feel good this is how I this is self-love it's not a egotistical I want to look like this so people idealize me. It's not an, it's a, like, this is what makes me feel like a, I'm embracing my own body. It's like, this is the only place that I have to live for this lifetime. So I'm going to feed it and love it and nurture it. And, you know, this is, this is what I want. So it's like, how am I supposed to tell you what artwork is beautiful when you and I have different tastes in artwork. So it's like you, whatever art feels beautiful to you, then it's like, that's what you're going to put in your home, you know? So it's like, whatever artwork is beautiful to me, that's what I'm going to put in my home. So it's like, whatever makes you feel good and me feel good. I just would be, I would be curious to see what happens if people could just respect and honor that. Like, it's not my thing that I want to be a size zero. Now, are, is that beautiful to some? And that's what some people want. Yeah. And I love and respect that. So great. Go sister, go. And then you have these amazing, beautiful bodybuilders who there's so much that goes into what they do in this art and this craft. And it's like, that's not the artwork I want in my house. However, I respect you. And I love that. So it's like, do we all have to have the same opinion on it? And couldn't we all just like because we're human we're enough and just because we're female it's like we just are beautiful like does it have to come with a certain box that not everyone's going to agree on but just that we can love all of it so that's, that's kind of what came up for me interesting thank you for sharing that i loved actually the analogy that you said like uh, homes like literally homes and the artwork because at the end of the day our bodies are also our home and like it's it's our best friend that's gonna keep us uh keep living with us as long as we live right a vessel for our soul um i wanted to ask you if you said like you shared already what inspired you but i wanted to ask from the people that you work with the transformation builders like i know that you have this 30 days program etc uh, was there any particular story that really like struck you and really like um you you really like um inspires you and like makes you when you dealt with that person you were like i fucking love what am i what am i doing and i'm on the right path yeah so it was actually my sister so it's when i started on this journey um and my sister had her first baby already and they were trying for their second baby and um she had gained about 65 pounds in her first pregnancy um and she was having trouble losing it and my sister and i are pretty similar body types so 65 pounds on her frame it was like 
Okay. And so she was like, Blair, I'm doing everything. And uh, she was working out and she was eating clean. And, and so she's like, you know, we, we support me. And I was like, I would love to. And lo and behold, she loses the remaining of her, of her weight. And the reason why she was getting, having trouble getting pregnant was because of the weight that she had gained and, and couldn't necessarily lose yet. Um, and lost the weight and got pregnant almost like immediately when she got closer to her, her pre-baby weight. She calls me up, tells me she's pregnant. She's so excited. We're crying and joy. We're so happy. And I was like, I wonder how many other people out there, um, you know, moms to me, it's like, I don't know what it is. I don't, maybe it's because of that story, but it's like supporting women wanting to get pregnant, supporting women while they're pregnant, supporting women to get back to their body, back to their home. Uh, once they have a baby is just, I feel so cold to that because it's just like, they do so much for the world that it's just, I just felt so cold. I don't have children yet. Um, but just the whole concept really inspired me. So it's like specifically working with women. So, uh, I love working with people who used to be athletes and then they're like, I don't recognize myself anymore. Cause that was my story. Um, working with women who are trying to get pregnant and can't for some type of, you know, potential health reason. Um, or while they're pregnant, they're like, what am I supposed to do? How do I feel this body and this, this innocent human that's so perfect. And, and what do I do? And then women after they're pregnant. And it's just, I feel like it's so fascinating that we have a, 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 a manual for so many things, a manual for a computer, a manual for a car, a manual for, mm our lawnmower. And then it's like the thing that's been around the longest is the human body. It's like, there's so many manuals. It's so confusing. So many opinions. And it's so loud that I feel like sometimes we just kind of shut down and it's like, I don't know which one to choose because there's so many to choose. So just to like walk with them and empower them and make them feel powerful in their decisions and and how they feel in their own body. It's just like, I'm so, I'm like, oh, I love that. It just is so beautiful to me. Nice. And I think it's even more special when it's your sister at the end of the day. Like you really, um, it impacts you directly because it's family, right? Yeah. Yep. So, and then that was the, that's my niece that I'm her godmother. So it's just, it was so fitting. She has three kids. And so then I got, you know, so it's just, it's so fitting for so many reasons. Cause I feel so connected to like, you know, her middle child, not just cause she's my goddaughter, but also because I was like, I was with that through the whole journey, you know, and, and part of it all. Awesome. Uh, who's your favorite teacher, Blair? Oh, my favorite teacher. Um, you mentioned a lot of being a student, so I was intrigued to, to know who's your like main teacher. So I have a mentor um, who um, kind of took me under her wing really early on when I came into the industry. Um, and she really... Um, actually, there's two, so I'll go with the other one first. So I was emancipated when I was 16. And so I moved out of my parents' house. So emancipation means that I got to, I moved out of my parents' house and where I, I, I became an adult at 16. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I moved in with a family um, that took, they're like, okay, well, you can't just like be out on the streets because you're 16. But I came into this family and it was the first time that they taught me rules. They taught me lessons like, you never, you leave everything better than you found it. If you go to wash a dish and there's already a dish in the sink, you wash your dish and that dish. Mm. You um, see some, you know, you're walking outside, you see trash on the ground, you pick it, you pick it up because you're, don't walk over it, you know, do your part. And so there's so many lessons that I learned. I learned how to follow because I was a very opinionated, stubborn 16 year old. 
Um, and it was the first time because I had so much respect for these people that I didn't want to let them down. Mm. So I remember these things that they instilled in me when I moved in with them, that it was like, you know, everywhere I go, I walk into a room and I hope I leave people better than I found it. You know, anywhere we go, if we see trash on the ground and it's, I, I pick it up all the time because again, it's like, I want to do my part, um, whatever that looks like in the world. And, and, and could you imagine if, if so many of us took on that philosophy, like what a beautiful world we would live in. And it's just as like, I can continue to carry that on. Um, you know, just, just again, doing my part in the world, just like we all are. Just like you are. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I was having um, last week a conversation, also recording a, a podcast episode. And like we were talking about like being overwhelmed with whatever happening. But at the same time, all what we have to do is just um, leave the world a bit better than how we found it uh, at, or die trying at the end of the day. Um, and, and that's really resonates a lot with doing our part. I thank you for sharing that. Um, couple of last questions that I will ask to close off this uh, insightful, inspiring talk with you. So what are like the things that right now you're, you're praying and believing in to, to do like your biggest, let's say, dreams that you have right now? So I'll start with that one, then I'll go to the very last question. Yeah, so in the, in the season that I'm in right now, um, it's, it's really getting clear on like what the next level of Blair looks like. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is that next level? Because it's like, if I, or we as a collective, it's like, could, what does that look like to continue to evolve into the highest version of ourselves mm. into the, for the greatest good of all concern? So it's like, one, I need to know what that next level is. And just like the friend that you had shared earlier, it's like, what am I willing to leave behind so I can gain here? And if I'm, uh, what, what good things am I willing to let go of so I can, I'm able to receive the great. And so what are those areas and what are the areas that I'm stepping into? So I'm very much in a growth and expansive season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say my greatest accountability buddy, teacher, reminder of the things that I don't necessarily enjoy about myself is 100% my husband because we're together all the time. So we're, well, not all the time, but we're, we're very, he's the person I'm around the most. So he rubs up against the things that I get to evolve. He reminds me of the things that I love about myself. He just by being in close proximity with another human, Mm -hmm. I feel like I learned so much about myself, Yeah, what I like, what I don't like, how I show up in times of loss or the times of celebration. How do I show up when I'm not in a great place, but he's celebrating? How does, how do I show up when I'm excited about something? How are we co-collaborating? How is my teamwork? How's my community? So many things that come up and what, I mean, it could be any type of relationship, not just marriage. It could be your parents, it could be your siblings, it could be your coworkers, it could be anybody. It's like, I just, I learned so much about myself. So I think it's really, yeah. Where, where am I evolving? Where am I elevating to ascending to in this next season of my life? When I look at the overall picture of, of where I'm really, where I really want to go. Yeah. Just to go back a bit on this um, before jumping to the very last question is I read in one of your um captions that how because you mentioned like having an accountability buddy for you it was in a uh, a type of relationship there is marriage but also you mentioned a lot that how uh you're doing great uh you were doing great before meeting that person uh in a way that you complement each other like it's uh, it's uh, amplified just to for everyone who's listening because some people might be, oh, like I don't have, for example, a partner or I don't have that relationship like a friend that is, uh, um, let's say, accountable to me or like my relationship with parents just to send a message out there that uh, it's first a self-work, then people will come to you, show up when you do the work yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really um, 
like how, how, how do I find somewhere where it's not like one plus one equals two? It's like two times, like one time, one, one plus one equals four. Like, how do we, um, like, I know that I, by be like always like becoming the best version of myself, law of attraction is, is I'm going to meet someone who's in that similar frequency mm-hmm. and if they're not in that frequency. They may come in and they're going to weed themselves out or they're going to come in. And I'm going to go, that doesn't feel good. So it's taken, you know, time. However, if it's like, that's what I want. I want that partner. I want that accountability buddy or whatever. It's like at the end of the day, everything starts with me. Yeah. So I have to show up for myself first yeah. and I have to know where I'm headed first and then consistently stay on that journey. And then again, it's like, I'm climbing up the mountain. I'm going to, I'm going to meet people along the way. Some people are going to come there for a short period of time and stop some people I'm gonna, are going to climb with me for a while, but it's like I have, but I, but the, the one constant is I'm the one climbing. I'm yeah. not waiting. For, I'm going to start the journey. I'm not going to climb. I'm not going to wait for someone else to start climbing. Then I'll go. It's I'm always climbing. And then whatever shows up, whatever shows up is for me and whatever, you know, leaves is also serving me wherever I'm headed. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Like you say two things that really is, showing up for yourself and consistency i think that's that's very like um it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to stay consistent showing up for yourself every time even with no one can save us like it's like i don't want to wait for someone to come save me like i have all i can save myself you know like it's otherwise you're just gonna wait forever true true uh and also it gives you always like um uh, self-accountability i think is very powerful because like you you, it's like somehow you have control even when when you don't like it's it's a very weird mixture but like if I feel shitty I can like the least that I can do is I have a walk in the park for example and making myself better at that time um very last question is that I asked to all my guests um what is like the one thing that you want to challenge people's perspective about When you hear something that that you don't necessarily agree on, mm-hmm. could you be open to the possibility and try it on without being closed-minded and actually like step into their perspective to gain a true understanding of where they're coming from and have appreciation for it, mm-hmm. even though it might not be what you what you quote unquote believe. Cause it's like, um, for example, you know, I think politics are such a hot topic. Um, but I have a friend who is so one way and I'm kind of like, you oh, this is what I believe in. Like I'm kind of, you know, this is, this is what I did. And she goes, would you be open to me showing you something? And I was like, sure. And she goes, it's not to, persuade you to change your opinion but maybe to educate you to maybe so you can understand where I'm coming from and Mm -hmm. so I I watched this video and I was like wow I had no idea and I have so much more appreciation I understand and it really started challenging my beliefs I was like is that really what I believe in is do then I kind of I went over into her shoes and I brought in my perspective so it's like but that goes back to I love being a student and so I'm information that I take on and keep it. And there's some information that it's like, that's not for me. And then there's some information that I'm going to get and I'm going to dive deeper into that. But how would I be able to continue to grow and learn if I'm not even open to considering the possibility? And I also always have the option of like, great, I considered it and I still hold on to my, my truth and my belief. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to sit at a table with people who all come from different politics, backgrounds, religions, and be like, what can I learn in this situation that may not change my beliefs, but I can be like, wow, I really love that tradition, or I really love that philosophy, or I really love how you guys treat that, and how can I, how can I use that in mind, and how can I contribute back, why, I'm, why I do this, not to change your mind, not to convince you. Um, but just to like have a higher vibrating con- 
conversation and just a next level respect for, for humans. And because it's so beautiful that we have the ability to choose. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that takes a lot of courage. And like Maya Angelou says, now I get it even clearer. Like when you were explaining, I was like, oh, that's why she said courage is the virtue of all virtues. Because <laughs> it takes a lot of courage to really step into someone's shoes. Like um, for sure, every one of us like had an experience before where, oh, I don't want to change my mind, but like mm, try to listen to the other side, what they're saying. Or just like remain curious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Curious, not from a judgmental standpoint, but from like, I'm curious about what you think and why you feel that way. And, and what is it about that? And, but I think it's just, it's the curiosity without judgment mm. and just true, innocent, like I'm interested. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Blair. I really enjoyed our conversation <laughs> and it was great uh, to talk to you for the first time and uh, get to know your story better and yeah keep on kicking ass and transforming people's life that's a very noble cause wish you all the best with that thank you and thank you for the platform that you have created for just for even the possibility for someone like me to share my story and, and all the others that that just have a message as well so i just really want to say thank you for what you're doing in the world it matters you're doing great it means so much And um, I'm really excited for you and, and, and your contribution just from a love, this loving message and the frequency you're putting out into the world. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of My Generation Withiness. If you want to know more about my guest, Blair Rachel Jones, then all you got to do is go to her Instagram, Blair.Rachel.Jones. Now, for 2021, I wish you all the best and I have a couple of amazing news that I'm going to be upscaling a bit the game of this podcast to upload two episodes per month bi-weekly and share more stories interesting with you. Have a blessed New Year Eve. Enjoy with your loved ones and don't forget to stay curious and always have a different perspective.